Hello nerds and ne'er-do-wells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Well, we may not have a sponsor this week, but we do have a nemesis. Yes, Squadcast, we are looking at you. Our very worst nightmares came to be this week as we discovered that they had somehow managed to nuke Aristobulus's audio for this week's episode. Now, don't get me wrong. I know the guy is 50 shades of filth, but that is no reason to censor him, Squadcast. Now, in return, all they could offer us was a joint recording of all of our audio channels smooshed together from the arse end of their backup server. So... What you're about to hear is rough and ready, to say the least. I've done my very best to clean it up where possible, but you're about to get a slice of what life is really like behind the curtain. Coughs, farts, kittens meowing, and Lewis breathing into his mic so heavily that you would think it's the 1990s and you're about to be stalked around your house by a man in a rubber gimp mask. Like I've said, I've done what I can to master this audio. However, it doesn't matter how well you groom a badger, it's never going to win Crufts. So... Buckle up for a bareback ride through all your usual improvised fantasy nonsense that you know and love. And yes, Matt was looking after a stray kitten that week. And yes, you can hear it mewling in the background. And yes, once again, it did eventually get back to its owner and was reunited. Just in case you were worrying. Now then, let's not forget the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Lewis and myself for this week's episode of The Adventurer's Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. Right, so welcome back. We've had a bit of a hiatus and we are back recording after a few weeks off. Right, I'm joined today by three colleagues of such amazingness. We have Matt Durant, the voice of Belsia. How are you doing, sir? Are you all right? I'm good. I'm sweating my balls off. So is this a new kitten you've got? Yeah, completely. Um, it's, it's like one of those things you woke up yesterday morning thinking, I wonder what the world holds in store, and then... Three hours later, you're combing a cat for fleas that you never saw before in your life. And then 24 hours later, it's sitting on your windowsill like it's the most normal thing in the world. And what's your cat called? Litvinchenko or something like that? <laughs> Close. Zelensky. Zelensky. Name, right. name pending. Name pending. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is good to see. The man who does not own a watch, it is Lewis Budden. How are you doing? Voice of Aristobulus. What are you up to? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. You know, surviving, thriving, um, doing some crimes and um, plugging in a laptop and trying to stay hydrated. You know, the minimal. I do those together. It sounds very dangerous. Electricity and water. That's the life I lead. Get on my level, all right? My middle name's James. Do you want to tell our international fans what the fuck Airdron Dagger are up to these days? Yeah, dead busy. Um, just had some exciting news that's been confirmed today. But um, so, if you give a shit about my uh, musical nonsense, maybe follow Airdron Dagger socials, and we'll be doing a lot of exciting things. Music, tour dates. There's a music video out where I'm wearing a mustache. Uh, I'm a weatherman. There's a rapper. 
What more do you need, really? Well, we need to know what the fucking good news is. You buried the lead. What's the good news? I can't tell you yet. Follow, oh, follow yeah. for more if you give a shit. Join us on Patreon and you can find out what the good news is. Right, well, from one cock tease to you another. Can't. That's not true. I don't agree to that. Neil! <laughs> Come on then, Mr. Neil. Face of this podcast. Sporting face a very... Face of this podcast. I never agree Yeah, to face that. of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll Face What's of a non-video media. It's like being, uh, oh, you're the face of the radio show. It means nothing. Don't don't listen to it. Yeah, He's uh, not the face that launched a thousand shits. It is Chris <laughs> Neal himself. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, just, just, just uh, beating the heat. Uh, <laughs> um, beating the heat sounds kind of sexual. Beating the meat. I, don't, I, I mean, it, it does, but only if you don't if you don't listen to the actual words. Well, you are the wordsmith, after all. You are the wordsmith. Also, not that the not that the listeners I nearly called them users there, that would have been very wrong. Not that the <laughs> listeners really care, but Chris is in his newfangled office. Chris has done up his office, he's he's laid Ooh. a rug and uh he's got himself guess. some real fucking sexy um that's that's why i've got really really overconfident about stuff and put on a hat as well um it's a whole new you i'm not there goes a whole new you a whole new chris coming to a podcast near you right fuck it we are running a little bit late let's jump right in there we'll dive back in with a recap i've lovingly crafted this for you all and for anyone who's managed to lose the plot in the few weeks that we've been off uh, so here, sorry, go. sorry, AJ, sorry, AJ, you forgot about our um, very lucrative sponsors this week. Oh shit! Who are we sponsored by? Uh, this week, we want to give a big shout out to Simon and Sons Crocheted Girdles. You can overcome all hurdles with a girdle. Thank you, guys. Simon and Garfunkel's Crocheted What? No, Simon and Sons Crocheted Girdles. Overcome all hurdles with a girdle. Thank you once again. Right. Uh... Not 100% sure what a girdle is. I probably shouldn't say that being they're sponsoring us, but... Yep, that's getting cut out. Otherwise, we will be demonetized. Right. Okay. Well, what Um, what can the listeners expect? Have we got, like, a promo code or something? uh, Yeah, it's uh, hurdle123. Hurdle123. Of course, because overcome all hurdles with a girdle. Once again, Simon and Sons crocheted girdles out now. Thank you for your sponsorship. Have you never noticed, by the way, Jay, that always... Always, when you ask me for one of these, it's a someone and sons. It's an Easter egg. It's I've usually been running, I've been running for a while. <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm more than anyone. I need to, you know, it's we've got to pay those bills. And quite frankly, I want to eat. So, um, Simon and Sons, thank you very much for your hurdy gurdy girdle curdle. Uh, that's beautiful. Right there, we go. Let's get can the fuck out. Can you imagine if we got actual sponsors? We'd be fucked. <laughs> Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? We have we have loads of sponsors every week. We get a sponsor yeah, we got from another family-run establishment selling sex. Yeah, Who the fuck is that? And then just berate them constantly. It's yeah, one true. week. One week when I bring a real one, and AJ's like, "Oh, what the fuck are they selling?" Oh. Well, I mean, it could work. We could be sponsored by the Mearsbrook Family Planning Clinic, and um, <laughs> I could be like, you know, get fucked, and that will be part of their brand. <laughs> Right, there we go. And from that terrible joke, moving on to our recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had dusted themselves off after their woodland fisticuffs with the orcs, helping to calm the nerves of the family who owned the cottage they were staying in. Aristobulus in particular, strolling around the ruins of the crops surrounding the small holding, using cantrips to fix one broken pumpkin at a time. The poor lady's home life might have been in tatters, 
but she would at least have plenty of options when it came to Halloween this year. Setting off, with only scant directions to the coastline, the adventuring party trekked up hills and down dales, across woods and meadows, wading through streams and vaulting the occasional fence. Finally going to the edge of the continent, they stood on a cliff edge and stared out into the enormity of the azure seas ahead of them. Waters, as far as the eye could see, pebble-dashed with the occasional fishing boat. Sadly, there was no easy way down to the shore below, just a vicious-looking 80-foot drop over the edge. After some serious life admin and the juggling of all of their pets and familiars, they finally managed to safely descend to the pebble beach below, thanks to Belsiar's magic allowing them to float down safely. Quite why you would entrust your life to the magical powers of someone who only just about managed to hold down a career as a children's party entertainer is quite beyond me. But they managed their descent without a single person falling to their untimely deaths on the rock below. Once they had their feet on the ground, the party needed to establish which way their destination was, either up or down the coastline. As they stood there scratching their heads, a boat arrived in the shallow waters just behind them, a father and son bringing in the day's catch from out at sea. Now, rather than simply asking for directions in a friendly manner, Aristobulus decided to use his arcane powers to persuade them to show them the way against their will by brainwashing them. Having effectively milked the family of fishermen for all their use, the party said a lackluster goodbye to them as they stood outside the cave entrance to Hoggle Hole, a naturally occurring set of limestone caves worn out of the very cliff face by millions of years of waves smashing against the craggy rocks. Once inside the cave mouth, they saw that this was clearly a hotspot for all sorts of locals with signs of recent activity sprawled across the now empty atrium of the cave. Everyone from yokel... Yokels? No. Everyone from local used smugglers had left their mark on the damp and dark limestone interior. After an initial search turned up little more than broken bottles and low-quality graffiti, they finally stumbled upon a pool of water at the back corner of the cave that seemed to descend deeper underground. Throwing caution to the wind, the crocker-born Belsiar girded his loins and descended into the murky depths of the watery underground tunnels beneath the entranceway to the caves. Having been underwater for a few minutes, it soon became apparent that Belsiar had forgotten about his familiar Cato the Crow, who was slowly drowning to death in the dark waters surrounding them both. Having to make a very quick decision to prevent Cato from a watery grave, the crocoborn concentrated hard and blinked out of existence, reappearing further into the cave network. Coming up 15 feet off the ground, falling back to earth, Belsiar crashed through a wooden table, shattering bowls and candles as he went. Dazed and confused, rubbing a bruised back through his waterlogged robes, he looked up, realizing he had destroyed a makeshift altar. Looking around, he also noticed that the walls were covered in markings and icons. Moving closer to one of the cave walls, he rubbed away the dirt and grime, slowly revealing the engraved form of a woman in the stone. However, it soon became apparent that this was no woman he had ever seen, for she had the head and claws of a lobster. Looking down at the form of the crow on the floor who was spluttering up water and cursing under his breath, the crocoborn sorcerer started to wonder exactly what the fuck it is he had stumbled his way into. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Those fucking things get longer every fucking time we do them. We do a lot of stuff, you know. You need like a pint of phlegm in your mouth in order to be moist enough <laughs> to do all of that in one sitting. Also available on our Patreon. Pints of AJ's phlegm. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing that you can buy. We, we sell it in the jar on our shop. Go to uh, adventurous-anonymous.com forward slash merch. The original um, felt water. Oh, Wait, that one is real, right? That one is real. That is a real link. We are working on it. We said when we hit a thousand uh, followers, we would knock up a cocktail in our name. But uh, there is some interesting stuff. A local bar has contacted us. Do you know the Sawgrinders Union? Yeah. 
Yeah, they've contacted us and asked us if we wanted to do a D&D evening. So me and Chris are going to go and meet them on Tuesday. Fuck um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've asked them whether we can name a cocktail after ourselves called Felchwater. Oh, be in it. I don't know. Well, I need to know before we go on Tuesday. What what should be in our cocktail? I'm thinking coffee liqueur. I think mm. I I think uh, some there was some cocktail that Rag had in Lisbon years ago that he was raving about, and the flavor combination sounds really interesting. Of like spiced rum, yeah, coffee coffee liqueur, yeah. Uh, yeah. and passion fruit. Apparently, it's like you have to get the balance perfect. right, but it's it's yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, combination uh, uh, of mysterious and fruity. Yeah. Yeah, just like us. <laughs> just like us. It's like a mullet of drink, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah. business, business at the front, party at the back. Uh, I'm going to say Mr. Sheen, brake fluid, and Irish Gypsy semen. Yeah, no oh, one's letting you be on the fucking bar, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's jizz. Every single drink is jizz. He's <laughs> got, got an egg white topper. Um, right. There we go. Right. Look how you go. That's happy how you are. Goes. You're so happy with uh, that. I'm so happy with myself. Yeah. Um, I'm over the fucking moon. I, I might even have to cut that out of the podcast later. Um, right. AJ, do you want me to... I've got um, Hanash's and Maud's character sheets open if you want me to run one or both of them in their absence. Uh, Matt, do you want to do Maud? And Tati, you can do Hanash. Two Christmas, price of one. Okay, right. Let's get into it. So we start off back in the cave, right? So the party is indeed split. Belsiar, pushed ahead, uh, has found himself in a deeper part of the cave. He's absolutely fucked up a altar, and he's waddled his way over to a wall. He's found loads of writing engraved in the wall, and also found, as he scraped away the mud, silt, shit, and kind of dirt off the walls, he's found the drawing of a naked lady with the head... And hands of a lobster. But the rest of you are all just out in the sort of entrance way of the cave, just like watching bubbles appear in the water in front of you, wondering whether he's died. Not that he really can, because he's a crocodile and they're quite good aquatic swimmers. Um, I'm panicking out of options. I think um, I'm just going to look for the exit. Uh, as you look around, you can see um, behind you the cave goes deeper. So you can see the you can see the rock pool, the water kind of like pool which goes deep down in front of you. That's where you would have come out of. And the other way, you can see the cave carries on. So you can press on deeper into the cave, or uh, you can try and find some way of reuniting yourself with your companions. All the while, a little spluttering crow on the floor is like, <laughs> "You bastard!" Look, I'm not saying I forgot you, but you should have said something. I did say something. I said, fuck, I'm drowning. Which part of that was not clear? Do you even have pet insurance? It's hard to hear things like that underwater. Uh, yes. Look, no, no harm done. I'll give him a little a wipe. wipe. I forgot. I, I, you give him a, a little, little wipe beam. down as he fires, he fires a jet of filthy water out of his cloaca out the back. <laughs> uh, as, as he's like, no foul, no harm. Just be careful next time. What the dickens have you done? As he looks over and looks at the kind of planks and smashed up, there's like a snap candle and just some shards of pottery and stuff. Um, made an entrance. Saved your life. I expect some, yeah. some, some gratitude. Absolutely. Well, can you, I mean, can you scout ahead? Fly down the tunnel, maybe? 
I don't want to be surprised by anything. Yeah, and with that, Kato attempts to get airborne. He has to get some water off his wings as he, like, flaps, splashing, like, dirty water in all directions as he takes off. He takes off a little bit like, um, have you seen the, like, when I say the Red Bull games, I don't mean, like, the jets and fancy things. When people try and, like, fly off a cliff with, like, feathers tied to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he takes off a little. He's like, as he like slowly takes off. As you hear him going down the tunnel, as he's like, "Tally ho!" Doesn't really understand what scout ahead means, does he? Um, Tally ho! He's done for. So, panning back to the rest of you, what are Hanash and Aristobulus and Tati and Maud doing in the pissing cold, wet, damp cave entrance? Um. How long has how long has Belsia been gone? Five or six minutes, probably maximum. Maud looks at everyone else and just says, "I think we should go on without him." That's what he would have wanted. Hanash is looking uh, similarly frustrated, um, and Tatty kind of looks around and says, "I mean, there's not really not really another direction we can go other than the direction that that Belsia went in." In the meantime, I want to take up my reliquary and uh, carve my name into the side of the wall because you know i like to try and keep track of where i've been and, isn't it uh, like the bones a of a holy symbol. man in like a case or something isn't it like a holy well it, it's a holy symbol it's you know it's just a holy symbol that represents a god or pantheon so um straight out the item description yeah you, you i've done my research the- it was already Whatever. sharp, obviously. You, have oh, you, obviously. Do you know my gods? <laughs> no, <laughs> Everything about them. Everything about who I worship is spiky, okay? <laughs> so I take out my mental, symbol. I've got, I've got a mental image of you, like, trekking 10 miles across up hills and down dales with this spiky thing digging into your, like, back. Yeah, yeah but I don't let like it affect my, my charming demeanor. You know, it has no effect on that. Yeah. Look, thanks, you know, to, to how okay. good I am. Okay. But yeah, I'm taking it out and I want to um, carve out Stobbles was here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are, yeah. Um, I mean, dear God, what are we going to be going with with that? Uh... <laughs> That's what every good DM should say. <laughs> dear God. Jesus Christ. You want to intimidate the rock face? Um, um, I wish there was, like, it's not acrobatics, but I wish there was a sort of, um, like, artistic... I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with it. You need a certain degree of charisma to do such things, because you've got to be quite arty. And I actually genuinely think a performance in that sense is okay, because you're yeah. using your artistic flair, charisma That's base, true. to... So go for it. One second. What What am I doing? Am I doing charisma? Yeah, uh... uh you are doing performance, which is a charisma based yeah. check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's plus one. Okay. Let's have a little look at what we get. Oh, it's a natural 20, boys. First yeah. one. First fucking <laughs> one. Natural 20. So 21 overall, but you got a natural 20. A natural 20. Um, yeah. Fantastic. You uh, go up to the wall. You take your, your box of bones of various saints out like a pencil case you pull out a sharpened bone and you just start scraping into the wall god knows what creature this bone came from because it's harder than like a diamond tip drill as it just starts scraping away the limestone as you you start writing stobulus is as you go was was it sorry let's get the tense right w o z 
was W-O-Z. As you feel a sharp pain, you look down, a crab has bitten you on your toe as you're like, fuck, as you like leap up and down. And as you sort of step back, you look and you realize you've been scraping on the top of other, there's other symbols on the wall, which were there underneath the graffiti and all the shit and, and whatever. There are markings. Interesting. I've just dropped a picture of my natural 20 in the chat because I'm proud that it happened. Yeah, no, no one would ever accuse me of lying. No, I know, but I'm proud. I want to show off. Um, okay, so <laughs> there's other markings under my graffiti. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah, yeah. You look down, you oh, see yeah. various symbols. I'm just going to uh, take it for granted that I'm assuming it's like young lovers there. You know, Darren and Shanice. Forever. No, 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 there's lots of like. Um, yeah, there's a lot, lot, of, lot of dogging, lot of dogging in the cage. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of dog. It's a local dogging hotspot. But like, <laughs> um, like you know, there's lots of stuff like Gary is a cockwomble, and yeah, like, all, all true. Fuck that guy. True. Yeah. Classic dogging comments. Classic, classic, classic dogging comments. Gary, Gary is a tosspot. Like, but underneath all of that, there are almost hieroglyphs like there's something which is is much more practiced a, a hand that is used to engraving rather than people who've just left a message on the wall for shits and giggles like yourself cool well in terms of doing i'm really tempted to do something dumb like lick it um but i'm actually going to use a spell for once if that if i can still do it can i do that have i got enough yeah time? really i mean you yeah. look down the, the crab is still attached to your toe you... oh yeah fuck that i'll deal with that in a minute um <laughs> Uh, I'm going yeah, to use the text. Crabs, uh, yeah, crabs. I've, you know, join, join the party, boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, not my first crab, not my last. Throws his pegs down. Um, yeah, come on. More the merrier. He just um, takes it off and attaches it to his nipple. <laughs> yeah, and that's where you suckle. Suckle mama's teat. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, so as I reattach the crab to the teat, um, I am going to use detect magic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's not, on, not on the crab before you ask. I'm using it on <laughs> the enchanted scri- scribbles. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> oh no, just a crab. Look at that. <laughs> no, I'm using it on the scri- ancient engravings. Yeah. Um, what is um, what's the range of your detect magic? I got thirty feet, bitch. Goes out. From you. goes outwards where i just sense what the fuck's going on around me as, as always we're just going to we're going to have to agree it's, a, it's an age-old dm thing you everyone around you is lit up because all of you are carrying magic items so from your shovel and tatty slippers and Belsier, yeah, yeah. like girdle or whatever they're all they're all lit up oh no hang on belsio's not there but you get a sense of magic coming from deeper into the into the water. There's nothing particularly magic about the um, engraving on the wall. It's hard to sense whether that thing coming deeper from the water is indeed Belsiar himself mm. or something else. But there is definitely magic deeper into the cave, which would either confirm that Belsiar is, is alive or mm. his dead corpse full of magic items is bobbing <laughs> to the top of a watery cave network. So essentially, I've learned fuck all. Cool. Yeah. I say we... I say we we follow him. Um, at this point, we you know we don't know much, but we know that he's gone down. He's gone down that direction, like followed where the water goes, and he's either just standing around, or he's been, <laughs> or he's been killed by a trap or something. And either way, we kind of need to know where he is. 
Um, this is like a bit where you'd be like, oh, all these adventures we go on. I'm sure he's not just standing around and say, wait, making a crow do his bidding for him. Doing that exact thing. Yeah. I told him not to do a crow scout ahead. It's too noisy. Meow. As you're doing all of this, two teens walk into the entrance of the cave. They're carrying like some beers and stuff. As they're like, "Is this a bad time? We, what? We, is this like we heard it was a dogging hotspot?" Oh um, yeah, crack on, boys! I tell you what, will really take you to the limit. Put this crap on your teeth. <laughs> As, uh, they just, I like to think Aristobulus was like tweaking it as he was using detect magic. They, they lay on their beards. They sit on a weather-worn log at the back of the cave. As one of them's like attempting to clamp on a uh, crab onto his teeth, he's like, "John, I don't like it. I don't care what a man says. It's not for me." And um, anyway, panning back to you, go. What the fuck are you doing? Come on, you got you got other people in the queue for this cave now. I think we I think we give these these. Uh, these wonderful young people, their privacy, and we um, we press on, press on into the, into the cave. <laughs> so the four of you are going to attempt to swim through the water networks. Mm-hmm. Sure, fuck plus, it. Plus Barbara and yeah, so it's so you're going to use Barbara as a buoyancy aid, and Hanash is like, I don't like swimming. <laughs> he fucking loves swimming. He's he's super athletic. He's super athletic. He loves swimming, does he? Mm. Okay, canon. that's canon, right? Okay, so what order are you going in? Um, I guess... Uh... Oh, 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 come on. I'll go first, obviously. Excellent. Purely because I want to keep it moving and I want to. <laughs> I want a moment where I'm stood over the like pond thing, you know, whatever this is. Um, I want to strip off as if, as if I'm skinny dipping, right? But then obviously... We don't know if we're going to come back. It's not a swim. So as I disrobe, I then collect all of my things and then dive in anyway. Okay? <laughs> Rendering well, me exposing myself. <laughs> yeah, like, it was completely pointless. The two guys on the log with the beers are like, here we go. So it's going to be good. As an old priest whips off his clothes, ramps them all up, and just dives into the murky water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Who's going after him? Um, I guess Tatty will go. Tatty will go after Aristobulus, and then uh, Barbara can come with me. Okay, so we are going with. So we've got Aristobulus in the front. We've got Tatty. Then we've got Barbara. Then who's going after that? Uh, who's left? Is it just Morden? Morden Hanash. Yeah, I guess um, Hanash can. Um, Hanash can go last and Maud can go um, just after Barbara. Okay, can each of you who are attempting to do this make me a survival check, please? Is Marvin the goat still with us? Oh, and Marvin as well. That's uh, uh, Marvin the goat, that's Maud, very true. Maud sets Maud. Marvin down on, on the edge and says, no, wait here. We might not be back. If we're not here in 24 hours, go to the nearest town, tell someone you're lost and you need help. But until then... Hang on a minute. As the two young lads, well, we don't want to say they're too young, but like, you know, young men, as they as they turn In up... In this climate, AJ? Hey! 
This is fantasy nonsense, all right? They could be in their early 20s, all right? As they walk up, as one of them's got like a crab hanging off his nipple, he's like, it ain't for me, as he just tosses the crab away. He's like, look, would you like me to look after your goat? I do not like to see an animal suffer. I know this is dogging, but we will upgrade it to goating. <laughs> if if it's yeah. all the same to you, I will happily they, look after your goat. Right, so two, dog- fuck that goat, but okay. two, two, two doggers are going to look after the goat. How do we how do we get into these situations? He's like, don't worry, I've got experience in animal husbandry. I will happily look after this goat. As you wow. just see, Mar- Marvin's got like a scared look on his face. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Marvin. Go with them. The look that the look that anyone gets, sentient or otherwise, when AJ says animal husbandry. <laughs> no. Did you say, um, it's so did you dumb. Say survival checks. Yeah, yeah. Before you do, though, Maud walks up to the guy with the goat, picks up the biggest seashell, like a conch shell you've ever seen with a spiraled point on it, holds it and goes, if anything happens to my goat, I will ram this so far up your ass. He's like, all right, I get the point. Um, sorry, yes, all of you make me survival checks. So Tatty got a 16. <laughs> yes. Barbara got a 14. And let me just roll Hanash as well. Ooh, he has a plus zero. Sorry, Chris Rag. Um, okay. Um, Hanash got a thirteen. Nice. What about I got more? twenty? Nope. So what did you get? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Jesus Christ! And, and uh, what did Maud get? An eleven for Maud. Twenty-one. Uh, and 11. Okay, so I mean, on average, I'm going to say that's actually quite healthy as you make your way through. Fortunately, what you couldn't have known is that there's not too many ways to get lost. There's not a myriad of different, um, there's not a myriad of different passages. There's merely one way you could have gone. And actually, with a 21, I'm going to say uh, that Aristobulus can focus in on the source of the magic, which he noticed earlier, and he uses that to kind of zero in as something to keep him moving in the right direction. As through the murky water, you hold your breath, your lungs burning, occasionally taking in a nostril full of grime and dirt. You feel your way along the walls. Uh, it is freezing cold. You feel the energy sapped out of your body pretty fast. It's not, this isn't like a pleasure beach. This is pretty fucking grim. As one by one, you burst out, uh, coming out of the pool of water. Um, Belsia, you jump as you turn around and you see these grimy figures one by one emerge from the water behind you, almost like slick, disgusting, kind of murky figures. It's, it takes a hot moment for you to realize that they're your colleagues and companions. I reflexively cast ice, ice knife. No. <laughs> Everyone dies. <laughs> Total party kill. <laughs> Just like a children's party. No? Should we die? Not again. Um, I guess once we get into the once we get into the next chamber, can I can I do a little investigation check around the it was almost like an altar, did you say? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm gonna make an investigation check. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 24, 24, 24. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at it and and you discern pretty uh, that it's, it's, it's an altar. Uh, it has all of the kind of trappings. It has not all of the candles were knocked over. They were like rows and rows of candles, which have been lit. They're all of a disgusting waxy tallow nature. 
This isn't like a Yankee candle. This is made of some sort of pretty grim animal fat or something like that. It's almost like a candle made out of like beef dripping or or some such. Um, there's a horrible kind of stench to them. As you look around, you see shattered bits of pottery, uh, tatty. As you look at it in your kind of Sherlock Holmes kind of way, trying to find patterns in the pottery, as you realize you can almost, the different colors of the different bowls as you you pick a bowl up and you put two halves of it together, uh, you see that same image of a woman with a lobster's head and lobster's arms on it. As you look down at amongst the broken bits of pottery, you see something slick on the floor of the cave as uh, you see blood. Mm. Can I um, Can I just test it to see how recently it was it was spilled i guess so taking your finger in the blood and sticking it in your mouth no why would i why you'd be terrible terrible csi mate no i just touch it with my (laughs) finger to see how wet it is as diefenbaker walks up behind you yes uh, yes Wow. I'm the only one who I'm the only one who pops for Juice South references in the world. But fuck me, AJ. You know your audience. Your audience is one. Tatty is the Benton Fraser of uh, oh. the group. Yeah, Belsiar can be Ray Vecchio. Um, <laughs> Which one? Number one or two? <laughs> two. Two's a shit one. Sorry. I don't know. I was genuinely watching. Total aside, I was watching um, Bosch season two, and the actor who played Ray Vecchio turned up. And he had like ah. a walk-in role, and I was like, original, yeah. original Vecchio, pure. Vec. Yes, they replaced Ray yeah. Vecchio. They did. We've done this before. They did. Oh, sorry, we've done this before. I sorry. think. Yeah, I don't know. You'll only have to cut it because no one who listens to this gives a shit they about you. We've got we've got a massive following in the Canadian waste. We're I mean, not wasteland. Sorry, uh, oh, How dare you? How dare you? It's Fine, paradise. It. It's parasitic. <laughs> it's, it's lovely. It's 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 bacon and maple syrup for days. Right. Um, so, yeah, you stick your finger in the blood and put it in your mouth. We're going to pan forward. I don't put it in my mouth. As he rubs it around uh, his gums. Um, blood. What do you want to know about the blood? Make me a perception check. I just I just want to know how recently it seems like it was filled here. Like how wet it is. I guess. Yep, made me a perception check. Uh, that's a 13. 13. Um, you stick your finger in it, and as you sort of measure the viscosity of it, uh, and you notice it, it has started, the platelets have started coagulating in it. Uh, it's very syrupy. I mean, as a hunter, as all of you, I mean, all of you have killed people. You're all well aware of, you know, how... <laughs> The, the laminar flow of blood and stuff like that. It's um, it's not fresh blood, but it's also not ancient. It's not dry up completely, but it's probably less than 24 hours old. Okay. But you got to remember, it's fucking cold and damp in there. It's not like out in the sunlight crusting over. It's You could you could probably keep meat out in these caves for quite a while and it wouldn't go off. <laughs> right. Excellent. Excellent phrase. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Is there? Um, did you say that there was a passageway that led deeper into the into the cave system? There is. Yes. Uh, you see now as you turn around away from the altar, the the sort of not ramshackle knockdown altar, and the pool of water. You see that into the darkness, the cave precedes you. What are you doing, Belfia? 
You've been um, very quiet this whole time as these people have, uh, as you look over at the gnome licking blood, what are you, what are you doing? I'm still waiting for my, my beloved crow, my oldest friend, to, to return. I'm worried about him. He's dead. Grow up. So, no, but, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going to make a Marvel reference there, a bit like Thor holding out his hand for Mjolnir. That seems a little bit lazy. You kind of almost like in a... In a have, you ever been, have you ever been on one of those kind of like days where you get to hold kestrels and hawks and shit like that? You put out your arm. Oh, uh, we just did that's just a day in AJ's garden. That's just going ground. I, I often go hawking on the grounds of my parents' estate. Um, <laughs> Is that what it's called? Going hawking? <laughs> Keen ornithologist. I can often be found. I've got a brace of pigeons that just... Oh, on my own. Um, God, it just reeks of Tory. Oh. <laughs> no, I said pigeon, not... No, uh, that, pigeon, that's, that's honest. That's all, honest you can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Hang on, hang on. The pigeon honest. is an honest working class. The pigeon couldn't be more right wing if it tried. It's- Whoa. <laughs> I'm not hearing that shit. Whoa, I'm just you, you'd be, don't you be shitting on pigeons like that. They shit on us. That's the arrangement. I'm, I'm pigeons, uh, <laughs> you you shit on me. us. That's the arrangement. Col- colony collapse disorder amongst pigeons is a real problem. When the pigeons are gone, we're gone. That's really a fact. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like... <laughs> Are you saying it with so much conviction? I can't. I can't not believe you. Have you ever had a pigeon omelette? It's, it's, it's. I mean, people talk about these these times of austerity and and whatever. And like, I, I think you know. It's true. I think you know people hey, often look at like different forms of protein that we can look at as a species to try and get us out of all. Yeah, I think pigeons. Hey, right. <laughs> Oh, why have I set him off? It's, it's AJ's type five on pigeons. <laughs> what, what's the deal with pigeons? They produce you eat, pigeon, you eat pigeons and they're like 30% buckshot. Why are you taking a pigeon down with fucking buckshot? Imagine like, that's just... You're... You kick him. You kick him like a real man. That's how you kill yeah. a pigeon. You find him in the street and you boot it. Whoa, whoa, Who said anything about killing the pigeon? We're keeping the pigeon in a sustainable manner and harvesting its eggs. Oh, right. right. These are are, are pigeon eggs. Oh, not chicken. Yeah. When you the said pigeon about a hatchery is they don't murder all of the hens and then remove the eggs <laughs> afterwards. That's not how a hatchery works. Yeah, mine wasn't successful. Uh, to be honest, when you said pigeon omelette, I was thinking that you were putting like it's like a chicken omelette, like you were putting yeah. weird bird in the omelette as a protein no, source. And that, that's some bad fucking juju, man. You it's can't you can't be having chicken omelette bad bad juju. And this is all that's going through Belsiar's head as he's standing there waiting. Like, as you're investigating the scene, Belsiar's just mulling all of this over. Why don't we eat pigeon eggs? Why do we? Why, why are chicken eggs considered okay to eat and not pigeon eggs? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, what about crow eggs? Could I turn Kato into an egg-producing enterprise? As you wait, and Kato's not coming back. So he has gone into the darkness. As Maud is currently wringing out the bottom of her robes, she's squeezing them out, she's pumping the squirrel handbag to get the last of the water out of it. Um, As Tatty, you hear a little kind of like... (coughs) As you look down and you see the tiny form of Gaspar the spider come out of your bag as he was like... It would have been nice if you could have uh, given me a little bit of warning before you decided to plunge me into the depths. Oh, sorry, Gaspard. I thought the bag was watertight. Uh, yes, yes, your fucking anus is watertight. Jesus Christ. 
I mean, that felt that that felt like a that felt like an escalation. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for not letting you know. That's that's on me. But there's no need to go talking about my my anus. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> I've got. I have laid eggs in your bag. I have to protect my children. <laughs> good, good for you. I guess. Do you want to? Do you want to get back in the bag, or do you just want to like curl up on the side of my cloak? I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. <laughs> Well, I'm hearing right now is judgment, but I will happily be your co-pilot. As uh, he sort of crawls up, your, you see the spider kind of like crawl up your chest and appear on the side of um, your shoulder as he's like, uh, let me tell you what's the names of my children. There's Jimmy, Jimmy Pinky, Gemma. As he keeps going, he's just naming thousands of children who haven't yet hatched. As uh, we are going to pan back to the rest of the group as, as Gaspard is giving you a, a spider egg omelette. You need a lot of pigeon eggs to make an omelette, apparently. I swear to God, if you guys don't move, I'm going to have a cave-in. You want to see some movement? You want to see some movement? Uh, Soggy Aristobulus, with his clothes in his hand, he has yet to put them on. He's going <laughs> to... He's just got all his belongings under his arm. Realize, I realize now that he need, I need to um, dry off. Now, some I go for the Labrador shake, where, you know, the neck goes first to the tail. That doesn't quite cut it. So I shout, time to air dry. And I run off into the darkness. That's what I do. With your equipment? Under my arm, yes. Under your I, arm. Remember? Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Naked, naked, running through a cave. As you see the bare cheeks of the uh, priest just sprint off into the darkness, the rest of you kind of assume that you should probably follow. Um, I mean, it's bloody dark. Make me a... Um, oof. Make me a perception check. Ooh, I have fucking good perception. Mm, 13. 13. You narrowly miss braining yourself on a stalactite as you're running around in the dark. You pull up just short as you see the deeper you go into this tunnel network, the, the damper it gets, the water condensation forming on the walls as you, you look back and you hear the voices of the party behind you. What are the rest of you doing? Are you going to join? Yeah, I guess, I guess we might as well just tear off after him. Yeah? You going to keep any of that pottery? Um, I think I'll... The, the two bits that you said that I had in my... Yeah in my hand as I was like putting them together to show the, the lady with the lobster head yep. and the lobster arm. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'll keep those bits, but I'll leave the other bits behind. Uh, right. Who's lighting the way? Anyone? Are you just wandering around in the dark using your night vision? Aristobulus is a human priest. He doesn't have fantastic night vision. That's true, but I do have the cantrip of light. So I would like to use that as I put my robes back on. I can touch an object no larger than 10 feet in any dimension, uh, cast a spell, and uh, I can light 20 feet ahead of me. Well, around me. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to light something up. Oh, God. What did you, what did you have then? What did uh, Tati have? Something two cool. Porcelain. Just two mm. pieces of, two pieces of like a broken bowl. No, they, they seem good. I mean, if I'm going to light up anything, it's got to be, it's got to be a tin flute. Sorry, dare I say a tin flute covered in fairy shit and spider bullets. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. Thank God. I thought you were going to light up, <laughs> I thought you were going to light up your plums. Like, like <laughs> lanterns. Um, right, yeah. As you <laughs> to 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 light up baby bells in the wind. Yeah, it's literally, it's like an LED uh, Newton's cradle. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Uh, good. Yeah. As you uh, light up your flute, you hold it like a mag light, and uh, it beams out light in front of you. As, as you see, the passageway is getting narrower as you make it deeper into the cave network. Um, you move slowly, ever forward. Occasionally, you see kind of detritus on the floor. You see bits of abandoned stuff, more broken pottery, uh, the occasional animal bone. Um, there's just general shit on the floors. So there's been something here. You could have got that much from the altar, to be quite frank. But people have been through here. As you make your way deeper, as you hear noises now coming from deeper in. Um, I guess... I'm going to kind of move up to where Aristobulus is and just uh, just put my finger to my lips and just shh. Um, and then I guess if we can hear voices ahead of us, I want to... I, didn't I, say I you can to... hear voices. I, heard you, I said you can hear noises. Oh, There's, noises. There's Sorry. certainly no human voices coming from inside this cave network. You can hear the kind of like pitter-patter and scurry of feet. Mm, okay. I guess we're I guess we're okay for now. I think maybe we just try and move a little bit a little bit quieter as we as we press on. I mean, let's not forget you've got a mag light as well. You are lighting up the passage. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. Um, if it was people, I'd probably be more worried. But okay, yeah, I guess we just try and be a bit stealthy as we as we move on. So as you approach the the ball of light in the passageway, Belsiar, what are you doing? As you watch the priest getting changed. Um... <laughs> It makes a change from the other way around. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just Belsiar is not really wanting to go any deeper, but as people start moving away, he's just running after them. Oh, don't, no. leave, don't, don't leave me behind. You also, so you don't want to be the guy out the front because you're a coward. You also don't want to be the guy at the back Yeah, you're a coward. In the so, middle so that everything will hit people around me rather than... Absolutely. Uh, once again, you make your way and you notice, as you can see now from the light that's emanating backwards down the tunnel from Aristobulus's uh, flute, you see the stalactites and the stalagmites as you weave your way in and around them, occasionally picking stuff up and on the floor, looking at a rib of some kind of animal that has teeth marks in it as you put it back on the floor and throw it back into the pile. Um, you see various sticks on the floor as well. There's wooden sticks and branches and stuff like that on the floor as you move deeper in, as you all kind of come to a... Is it a quorum? As you gather in uh, together. I'm looking at the wordsmith to nod here. Thank God I use the word correctly. <laughs> you come to a quorum, like a town hall meeting, as you realise if you go much deeper into this cave, you're probably going to give away your presence to whatever the fuck is in there. Also... Belsia, you're acutely aware that you haven't heard back from Kato. Um, I pick up the quorum and put both my arms into it. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> Amazing use of just a word that no one no one understands what it means. Um, can I can I say to Aristobulus because he's got the light up? Can I ask him to move a little bit further back in the lineup? Because I can, I've got dark vision, and I'm not sure about everyone else that's behind us. Um, <laughs> so I want to make sure that those guys are all right, and that the first person going through the into the next chamber doesn't give away what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I give you the look that I'm, I'm clearly going to agree to this very uh, sensible, reasonable request. But without saying anything, I take the flute 
and I clench it between my butt cheeks. And then I just make the reversing beep beep sound. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. As I'm then like, stood in the middle of Okay, Tati, like I'll I'll do the sensible thing, but you're not gonna like how I do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when you say you're reversing, you're going back the other way. So Tati's now at the front closest to yes. the perceived unknown. Okay. Yes, because, yep. I, I need to light That's the group, don't I? Do you know how I see this playing out? If I had to analogize it, do you know when you turn up late to the cinema and you're trying to find your seats and you have to turn your light on, you <laughs> shuffle down the road and everyone has to stand up. It's like, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's, that's me, but with a flute up my ass. Exactly, with a, with a, with a, with a flout, float, flout, floating, flute, flute up your ass. You're making the reversing sounds with your mouth or the flute? Oh, I will oh. let the listener decide. This can be a Bandersnatch situation. You can pick where the sound comes from. Well, uh, maybe this episode is called Anal Flautist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Skip Good. the time code, 1 hour 30, if you want to. Oh, wait, no. Something's, something's happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come on, then. Get into the front. What the fuck are you doing? This is literally, like, painful. You can do this. <laughs> What the hell was that? It's like some kids screaming, and then Zelensky is also screaming. I could hear Zelensky, but you know the kids—that's unnecessary. They should, either be, they should either be in school or they should be asleep. Um, the two moods. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quick, I'm Tati, gonna, run ahead. AJ's getting impatient. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna press on ahead uh, and get the guys to follow me quietly. Okay. Each of you. I mean, there's kind of like I imagine, like which is copyrighted, so we're gonna have to throw some bum notes in there. Right there, we go. Good, we didn't infringe copyright. I don't want to go to prison. Um, so you make your way deeper into the cave as sinister music plays behind you. And by sinister music, I mean the sound of a flute wedged up a priest's like back passage. It's very sinister. Making your way deeper in, the scratches and noises get uh, louder. Tati, you at the front as a hunter as well. I mean, you are acutely aware and well-trained in how to stalk prey and sneak up on people um unawares um as you hear a noise in front of you you hear the scuttling of feet and you hear a blow blow job sounds do i yeah yeah just right in the back of the throat like a stop your listeners them well with my dark vision can i um can I? Do I get any idea of what it is? What you can't of see it at this range. You know it's round the corner somewhere. Um, I'm going to move forward slightly. Is there anything I can kind of get cover behind? Uh, make me a perception check. Oh, twelve. There appears to be some sort of wooden frame with netting across uh, round in front of you. Uh, as you go nearer it, you see that it is a fishing net which has been hung up to be repaired, and it's got kind of the kind of uh, crisscross pattern uh, of, the, of the fishing net with various snags in it and bits of seaweed caught in it and stuff. Uh, there's that. Um, I guess if that's all I can see, I'll just kind of try and that's crowd. That's an A frame, by the way. That's two A frames with the net hung over them. So. Oh right, okay. Can I use like a three-dimensional object? 
So yeah, you could get behind it, you could get in it, you could... Wow. Can I just use one side of the like A-frame to try and get yeah. cover um, yeah. as I like poke my head around the corner? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See if, I can see if I can see what's making that noise. Make me a stealth check. Ugh, 12. 12. You say so you're low to the ground. You're a fucking gnome. You're really low to the ground. As you crawl on the wet, uneven surface of the um, cave floor, as you know, you can feel the the stones and the, the shells and things cutting your knees as you make it to the edge of the A-frame. You hide behind the netting. You can just about see through the netting as it's kind of a little bit caught up with bits of seaweed and shit and a bit tangled. As you look through, you can see a shape in the distance. As the shape gets nearer and nearer and nearer, as it comes just on the other side now of the net and you see hands start repairing the net. It's literally two foot away from you on the other side of an A-frame. Somehow it hasn't noticed you at this point. Uh, As you see um, one of these. Let me send a message to the group. And in a minute I will... (sighs) Explain to the audience what the fuck he's seen. Um, Can't use that. Yeah, Shanice will want her money. Mm. It's a great tune. Looking at that picture, I definitely thought it had its thumbs up like that. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really happy. So what, what Tatty has seen... Uh, in fact, make me... Oh, God. A nature check, maybe. Yeah, maybe a nature check. Uh, fucking Christ, can't roll for shit today. Uh, it's a nine. A nine. You're not entirely sure what it is, but you are fucking sure that it is a half-man, half-fish. It seems to have the upper body of some kind of pike uh, or kind of like, you know, waterborne and. Uh, fish and then lower half of a man it has a man's arms legs but it has the upper half of a fish with a giant maw full of sharp teeth and two bulbous yellow eyes sticking out on either side of it uh as it has webbed feet it looks very much like the kind of creature looks like some kind of fucking abomination but it is wearing a little leather jerkin as you you see the little eyes they move independently the little kind of yellow pod eyes kind of swivel around as you hear him kind of making a guttural noise as he's like <laughs> as uh, he's like moving away trying to fix the net in front of him um He's only not noticed you by manner of the fact that you're standing particularly still and you're small. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know whether to attack him first or whether to um, let him maybe explain himself. I'm very I'm very uh, interested by the fact that this fish, fish person thing uh, uses a net to go fishing. What's your passive perception? Uh, 18. Pretty high. So I'm going to say, for the sake of this, because you are a passive perception and it's very high and you're a hunter, you are acutely aware that he is not the only noise that is coming from here. There are other noises coming from down the passageway and you would assume that he is not alone. And being that you have no fucking idea what his temperament is, but his teeth look razor sharp. Mm. All right. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to... He's like two feet away from me, isn't he? He's on the other side of an A-frame. If you imagine, you're just literally two parts of a fishing net, but it's quite dark. I mean, he's not, he looks like he's used to the dark. 
But quite frankly, he's not really looking for a gnome on the other side of his fishing net. So as long as he stays still, he's not going to notice you. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, boop, 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 boop. You guys have any issue if I just attack them? Yeah. I'll finger him. You got kind of one or the other. What do you want to do, Belsia, Aristobulus? What are you thinking? Right. These, these are just some fish dudes, right? Yeah, I don't know. I so I have, I have comprehend languages, so I can I can speak their fishy gobbledygook if if needs be. Excellent. Yeah. If you want to make your way up to where, well, yeah, within gonna, range of being able to hear them, you might I'm as well give it a go. Um, uh, make, yeah. Make me a. St- I mean, to be fair, you can hear him. He's he he is he is chuntering away. What's he saying? Yeah. I, 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 do I do you need to make any kind of Role or is it just an automatic? You can comprehend languages if you burn it. No, I just um, yeah, I just use comprehend languages. As um, as you see, there's a guy in front of you, sort of like untangling something as he rips a piece of seaweed out of the net uh, and throws it on the floor, and you hear him going <laughs> as it sort of turns into a little. Uh, it slowly sort of unweaves, and what the sound to your ears, like, you start. I like can hunt for it, October. Exactly, yeah, like Sean Connery doing his impression of a Russian person. Uh, you, in your mind's eye, hear a voice that basically says, um, oh, fucking fish. They always fuck up these fucking nets. It's unfucking believable. I mean, you don't even get any good ones. What the fuck is this? As he pulls a squid out of the net and just throws it to one side, he's like, fucking squid are the absolute worst. <laughs> um, what the absolute shite is this? As he pulls a giant piece of seaweed. He's like, Mother Nature's pubes as he just rips a piece of seaweed out of it. He's like, fucking <laughs> tend this net all day, all night. As you hear a voice behind him where someone else shouts, what the living fuck are you doing? Would you hurry up? As he turns around, you see behind him, Tatty, another man appearing with a spear, but instead of the top of a spear is a razor sharp like lobster's claw with like two prongs, almost like a trident, but the top of it's made of a lobster claw. As you, Tatty, you hear two voices going, <laughs> whereas as, as Matt, you, you hear a man saying, would you hurry the fuck up? I'd like to go for dinner. As he's like, I, I, I was there would be no fucking dinner if you don't let me finish cleaning the fucking net. As they both scuttle off back down the, um, the, the creature swings the net off the A-frame, turns around, doesn't even look at Tatty, and they both scuttle off back down the corridor, leaving the gnome lying prone on the floor behind an A-frame. These are some Irish fish. <laughs> fish Irish, fish, Irish fish, you say? Yes. Have you been to that? Ireland? I'm not sure if it exists in, 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 as a continent where we are, but... Fantasy are. Island. Yeah. <laughs> Chatting shit again, aren't you? Wow. I mean, that one fax that you've detected is useless. <laughs> Irish. That's what we've worked out. This advanced civilization under the sea are uh, Irish. But we don't know. Are they just trying to catch fish? So we've learned nothing. Well, no, no, no. I think they're clear. On one hand, maybe they're just, you know. They're just catching fish. They're making dinner. On the other hand, they're kind of cannibals. On the well, other that's other what hand. I was going to... That's true. Would you eat, that's would true. you eat a pig or an ape? Who knows? Yeah, I was going to say, it's like us eating an ape. It'd be pretty weird. Um, <laughs> although, fantasy morals, who knows? Uh, Tax evasion is fine. 
it's absolutely fine. You say that the one that took the the one that took the net off the A frames has started following the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the spear was well. I mean, Matt knows this. I mean, for the sake of this, I'll say you look over at the squid, which was tossed off to one side. See it? Hey, we. Squid has got many arms. It can toss itself off if it wants. Right. Uh, as Tatty, you go back. You have a little conflab. As I would presume, Belsiar, you you inform Tatty that. One fisherman was getting berated by a guard who told him to hurry the fuck up and get back into the into the commune uh, as they both waddled down. And Tatty, I presume you'd tell Belsiar about the razor-sharp spear with a lobster's head on it. Yeah. Um, Which means it's probably time to reveal ourselves. Mm. I'm gonna say we I'm gonna say we follow them follow them further into the further into the cave, whichever way they're going. Okay. Uh, all of you make me stealth checks. Um, Tati got a 21. Uh, Barbara got a 12. Seems I can't seem to get away from rolling 12. Uh, Hanash got a... Actually, Hanash did quite well. Uh, 14. Okay. As you all make your way deeper into the cave, staying at... Like every Hollywood movie you've ever seen of a car trailing another car, you stay at a safe distance, never getting too close, never getting too far away. As um, Aristobulus, you now extinguish your light as you get closer in, working on the fact that people with night vision are going to work together, getting deeper into the cave network. You now see that this is a commune of those mer people. As you, you find, uh, as you go deeper in, weaving sort of through the, the layer of networks, you come out into a larger kind of cavernous area where there is a small commune going on of these, of these mer people. And you see now there's many, many, 20, 30 of them easily uh, coming and going. And as you hide behind a bunch of crates and you look down, as it's sort of multi-tiered, you look down into the kind of cavernous opening that appears, and and you can see now that this is this is a community of mer people that you've you've stumbled upon, uh, and you see they 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 appear to have a hierarchy of you know of people as any community does. Uh, there are indeed guards who have razor sharp. Uh, lobster claw spears. You see workers who are hustling and bustling, carrying and carrying um, fresh fish and and things like that. And uh, you even see a priest in robes uh, who's got a staff with a giant um, bronze or brass fish on top of it. Uh, there's a whole shaboodle of stuff going on here. I mean, this is very much a hustle. And all, all, all the while, you can hear the kind of... Uh, which to you is just a kind of bustle, hustle, belsier of kind of too many voices to really zone in on any of them. And as you look, there's little hatchlings, and you see, like, little fish skittering around, like little midget fishmen, people, <laughs> like, running and skipping and playing games and, like... Um, they're they're chasing a crab, <laughs> as in the other corner. There's a bunch of them, and they're they're they're, they're playing football with a porpoise. As uh, oh wow, they're just kicking a porpoise about. Wow, um, what a sell that I've never put a porpoise on my nipples before. So this will be a first. Yeah. Um, 
I think we I think we need to we need to go and kind of make contact with these people but I also have no idea how to do that because none of us can really speak the language. Uh, okay, okay, I can understand it, but... Can't more turn into a fish? You can turn into a fish, but I don't think you can turn into a fish person. And also, what about the rest of us? There's two ways. Can I, I call a quick group meeting? Yeah, confident. There's always kind of two ways to go about this. One is we play the religious angle. One, obviously, I'm very familiar with, where we could be sent from... A god, because clearly they're a spiritual people. We're messengers coming in peace. Like see, I mean, techni- and, uh... technically, we were sent by a priestess to get this emmental, which we think is in this. Oh god, I forgot we. So technically, <laughs> I forgot we're doing one. this all for cheese. <laughs> Wouldn't really we're doing this all for cheese? Yeah. So it feels like that's the good angle, rather than like. I don't really know. What's the opposite of that? Enslaving overlords and it all turns into a bloodbath. I feel like we, we go for that as plan, plan B as a general rule. That's yeah. like when shit hits the fan, you know, we have to get serious and start smiting people. So let's, well, let's, let's be the, you know, messengers. Let's maybe leave the cheese bit out of this because I did forget that our whole motivation for this adventure is to find cheese which doesn't feel right when i say it out loud but hey there we go so she'll go for the messengers from god as you are having your little conflab as you've all gathered around and you're chatting and working out you hear a voice cutting over the noise of the mer people um as you you hear a human voice as you hear a groan of a uh it sounds like a young man, uh, barely out of his teens and his early 20s, as you hear a voice of a, of a man saying, no, 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 there's been a massive misunderstanding. No, 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 no. This is one of the doggers. Uh, he looks at the same age as the doggers, to be honest. Looks like he, I mean, he's of the same kind of ilk and cut as as the doggers. Um, he He's cut from the same cloth as the doggers. <laughs> Um, as you, you peer through the uh, crates and barrels that you're hiding behind, as you now see, um, there is a like ramshackle, not quite tent, but it might as well be made of kind of driftwood and uh, piles of like uh, pebbles and stones piled on top of each other, which you make out to be the shaman's hut, as uh, it has various religious paraphernalia and skulls of various aquatic creatures outside it. As you see, a bit like uh, the, the, the kind of your local bodega or corner shop, it's got those kind of wicked multicolored beans, or like a pawn shop, if the like sexy time, not the can I borrow money. They always have those kind of wicked multicolored like beads in the doorway. As you see the beads drift apart and you see the shaman with his staff with the golden uh, fish at the top, he's dragging the prone form of a young man barely into his 20s who's got lank greasy hair he's naked except for a loincloth who looks like he hasn't had a square meal in quite a while as you as you hear the, the the guy's like no 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 there's been a massive misunderstanding as uh, you see the priest dragging him with his with his clammy claws uh, and they come to stand in front of a murky pool of water with various candles that are surrounding it on all sides as um, 
the young man is like, no, maybe, maybe we can maybe we can talk about this. It, it doesn't. We don't. We don't. We don't have to do this. I I fully appreciate that I should not have come in here. I fully appreciate that I was trespassing. We don't need to, as you see, a, one of the giant hands of the priest grab onto the shoulder of um, the young man as he steps out into the water. Um, almost the reverse of a baptism. You see him drag the young man under the water with him, and you see the bubbles sort of rising from out of the water. Uh, after a while, the bubbles slow down and stop as the priest comes back out of the water, holding the limp form of the young man, holds him above his head and, and lets out a roar of a kind of, again, a guttural kind of... <laughs> Uh, which sounds like a Wookiee having an orgasm now that I do it. Uh, yeah, imagine somebody deep-throating a trout as it's kind of like a... Oh, we don't got to imagine. Which, Belsiar, you, with your translate language, can hear uh, as the priest is shouting at the top of his little gilly lungs. He's like, um, All hail be to Blibdulpoop. As uh, he's like, Ah, oh, the mighty Blibdulpoop. This is an offering to the mighty Blibdopoop. May she watch over our harvest, over our young ones, and over our safety. We offer this in the drowning pool to Blibdopoop. As the body of the, the young man is, is held high in the air as, as the crowd of mer people cheer. I, uh, I, they've I, obviously I, seen many a person die in these ritual drowning pools. I translate like Michael Payne on, on a BBC travel documentary. <laughs> and here we have the crazy fish people. The crazy mer people. <laughs> yeah. Drowning so people. If there, any, if there was any doubt in your mind whether these fish people are nice, let's just say that they have a communal drowning pool as a sacrifice to their god, Blibdulpoop. Let the bodies hit the floor, indeed. Hmm. <laughs> well, we can... <laughs> Drowning pool. Um, yeah. um, I mean, fuck it. Reveal ourselves anyway. Let's uh, go in and... Uh, are we still in our team huddle at this point? Yeah. Or maybe yeah, we should absolutely. reconvene. Well, we turn, yeah, we turn yeah. around after the drowning. You've all put, you know, it's like a, it's like a bring and, and chair. You've all put bread and cheese and ham. You're having a little yeah. picnic. It's a sh- charcuterie as <laughs> a man is drowned. Yeah, next yeah, yeah. Yeah. A man is drowned. You know, Belsiar's got his um, flip chart out and you're all sort of strategizing. Um, yeah. So pass me the ball you, and it's, I'll it's spike it. It's a hustling, bustling community of people. They, they, any tier of community that you care to think about, it, it, it has. It, you can you can see people who are akin to like farmers who would go out and and bring back a harvest. You can see guards who patrol around. You can see the religious caste. Uh, okay, clearly. I don't want to get too far ahead. Can I see the? Um, can I still see the priest that drowned that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hanging around, still muttering some shite. Um, is he within range of my short bow? Uh, he's got. I mean, he's got to be about a hundred feet away. Uh, probably roughly around about that. Um, what? Uh, what? The fuck? Okay, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. There's two Aristobulus. Aristobuli. The only thing better than one Aristobulus is two. <laughs> 
Well, this is weird. Oh, look at that. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Right. I just needed to try to be subtle about it. I didn't want to cut you off mid-tangent, but but you did it, didn't you? So here we are. Okay. Uh, and as you go through all of this, you hear a familiar voice. You hear a, you will bloody let me go right now, you cad. <gasps> As uh, you look up and you see one of the guards is holding Kato upside down by his feet as he flaps around as you see the guard take Kato deeper off into the cave. Ooh. Right, we got to move. Yeah. This is good because why would mer people ever have seen a bird? Yeah. I mean, they go fishing, but we don't know where. And, and good then- levels. Maud, of all people, cautions you that to be careful that there are many, 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 many of these people and to pick a fight would probably not one you're going to win very easily. Um, she, she, she cautions you to use strategy over brawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, could, yeah we could do that. Oh. <laughs> Is Maud feeling okay? Has Maud been taken over by some sensible, <laughs> S- sensible Ray? We don't Maud, need to worry. Maud, Maud about. is going through. Maud's, you know, feeling something about leaving her goat behind. There's there's certain degree of like a new responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel so. So Balsia feels a bit bit torn because all these all these fish people have really done wrong is have scales. And Belsia is also a scaly being. and just They just you know. drowned a guy. They literally yeah, just right. drowned a guy. I'd but, say but, having scales is at least like number human, five or six on the list. Humans eat fish all the time. Mm. But we don't give offerings to our human. We do. God. We offer up fish to Captain Bird's Eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's, that's how we get good, fish delicious fish. Captain Bird's Eye products in return. We have to yeah. offer the fish first and then... Yeah. Otherwise, they don't go to Iceland. Yes. The, the, the shop, not the country. Okay, fuck that. Are we going to fight them? <laughs> what I'm hearing is we're going to fight them. I'm a man of God. I'm willing to do a tete-a-tete, a little bit of a, um, what's the word? Um, repartee, maybe with their fellow cult leader. Maybe we've got a bit of common ground. Maybe we just want to get out and find the cheese. You know, column A, column B, what are we saying? I I think this is going to be a fight. And I think we, I think if we don't start it sooner or later, AJ is going to just all right. kill all, all right. of us. I'm going to come in peace. <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> Aristobulus slowly starts unbuttoning the front of his robe, strips off naked. And he's like... Maybe I could assimilate myself as one of them. <gasps> We do a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> we, we do a weekend at Bernie's, but I wear the head of one of them. I, I can lend you the uh, hat of disguise. Oh Could my god! Been? Dungeon Master, would that work? Uh, let me quickly, uh, for the listeners, I'm just going to quickly uh, pull up the rules for hat of disguise. I mean, you have to probably... do yourself, but we can. I think we can hand wave that. Oh yeah, can you use the hat of disguise, Belsia? Yeah, because you just, can hear what they're saying. You, you've got also you're you're best in this situation because if they try and drown you, you can breathe underwater and you can hear what they're saying. So what I was going to suggest okay. earlier was I feel like it's probably like a Return of the Jedi situation. If they try and drown you, you will just rise to the top and then they'll think you're their new god. 
and and then you got a priest guy to back it up with reliquy yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Boom. Before you know yeah, it, they're sacrificing you themselves to others. You can't change. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Oh yeah, yeah okay. You know what? As a rule of cool, I will I will give it to you because the majority of these people are the same. I would say that the head, which is a fish, but I'm going to say you're going to have to practice. So behind the uh, behind the crate, I'm going to need you uh, to make me a performance check. Alrighty. Would it be performance or persuasion? I mean, it's any kind of charisma thing, isn't it? Any kind of charisma thing, isn't it? That's a 10. Well, same <laughs> plus two either way for me. So yeah, 10. Uh, as you put on the hat, everybody winces as you've got the right body part, but you've a bit like a turtle's head. You've just got a tiny fish head. Now, like a bit like a sort of shrunken fish head on top of Belsie's body as everyone's like shaking their head. It doesn't quite have the shoulders to like push the head like facing <laughs> eyes front like the picture. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, it look it looks like one of those. Do you know, like when shamans sometimes have like a shrunken head in a jar. Yeah, uh, yeah he's got that vibe. Except it's a fish head on on a. So you, you you're almost there. You might need a bit of a. Yeah, I mean it's it is it's as good as it's going to get really for for a crocodile man pretending to be a fish. <laughs> I mean, you can have another whirl in it if you want. You can adjust the hat. Uh, why bother? Really, I could I could bless you or give you something nice. Just to okay. help you so on your way, if you like. You look like one of them, but you've got a stunted head. That's well, that, no, we... that'll work because I can't speak fish, so I, I can pretend to be like a, a, a fish that can understand other fish. But like whatever, I'll just be like whatever, you know, this, whatever this community's version of a leper colony is. Like you're the yeah, you're that one. Yeah, Thank sure. You do you want to okay. take the blessing? Just to hope this all goes smoothly. I won't say no. Yeah. Oh, I can pass up to three creatures within range. Nothing. Hell, look at you playing to type. This is ridiculous. Your character has never been so helpful. I've got to catch up <laughs> on my XP, haven't I? So, uh... It's true. It's true. So, right. yeah, yeah you're, you're getting a blessing. You're getting a blessing. I'm getting wow. a blessing. You are oh, the Oprah of D&D. Uh, okay, so where are you laying hands on the fish man? What? Are you going to lay hands on the fish man? I mean, I presume it's a tactile thing, blessing, is it? Or do you just sort of like squint and... Oh, me? No, I think it's a range thing. I think it's a range thing. Oh, yeah, it's a range it's a, thing. It's a, yeah, it's so, a range thing. So, yeah, so yeah. as the priest rubs, he takes out his reliquary and, and pulls out various holy symbols, starts yeah, enchanting. Yeah, I, I can sprinkle like holy water, but there's been quite a lot of moisture in this one. So I'm just going to like dab everyone with my reliquary, nondescript, spiky, long symbol thing and just tap everyone on the fod with it and be like, bosh. God, that's creepy. So with a bone of a creature, he's just going around tapping people on the forehead. Who, who are you blessing? So we've got Aristobulus, Hanash. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Belsiar, Tati. I, I guess I'm already blessed, so we'll give it We'll give it Hanash just in case things okay. get Okay. If you go around tapping people with the bone of some of long-dead uh, saint, each of you feels a certain warmth rising across you. Belsiar, you feel it in your gills. Uh, in, 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 in your new bivalve gills, you, you feel a warmth resonate through you as everyone kind of winces, but it's the best it's going to get. Are you, are you ready? As, as anyone pretending to be a fish man can ever be, I'm ready. As you step out from behind the, uh, barrels, you, 
step down onto the kind of like stairway that leads down into the wider kind of cavernous area as you make your way down you feel uh, you make it to the bottom of the stairs just out to the front of where this sort of commune and community of people are and you see all sorts of different things you you see um crates of fish and you see it's all it's almost like a favela made out of driftwood this place, all of the buildings are very bespoke and higgledy-piggledy made out of whatever detritus has drifted in on the tide. But but through all of it, unified through a kind of seafaring kind of theme. And you see uh, fishing nets and you see uh, a lot of the tools are made of bone where maybe humans would use metal. These people have used bone to make kind of eyelets and needles and knives and things like that. Um, it appears to be a community that has a strong religious undertone to it. Uh, you notice that there's a lot of deference and respect given to the religious class as they walk around. People tend to nod and uh, bow to them and get out of their way. Uh, as you feel something soft bounce off your shin and you look down as a porpoise uh crashes off your shin as a small hatchling runs up to you and just stares up at you as this little kid is like what the fuck are you um remembering shrug and i say as as the little fish is like stickleback stickleback look at what the fuck i found as like lots of little kids like run up as they all look up at you as they're all like Ooh, what the fuck have you where the fuck have you come from you're like no fish i've ever seen before jesus yep. h christ why is your head so small as they all just start giggling they say like i push, I push them away angry like yeah, you have to be a monster and scare them away yeah <laughs> chase, chase a few of them yeah. the original one's like i don't quite right th- he's not right in the head He's absolutely cracked. Jesus H. Christ. As they all go like running off, as they're like, Ma, Pa, look what's coming on the tide. There's a cretin man with a little head. <laughs> I take a squeak from a little ball of, of fish sauce and they're like, <laughs> as, like the <laughs> village starts, the village starts like, stop, like the scene stops and everyone kind of stares at you. You're clearly one of them. As people come up and start kind of trying to assess who you are, like pensively at first, but you're not holding yourself in an aggressive stance because that's not in your nature. They sort of like, you see like one of the sort of village elders, a much older looking fish um, with a pierced bottom lip. As he comes out, he's like, what manner of fucking thing are you? You're like nothing I've ever seen before. I come up to him like over familiar and I'm like, and I give him a hug. Make me a uh, persuasion check. Uh, Persuasion. (laughs) Come on. Nine. Fuck. Nine. As uh, he slaps you across the face, he's like, you snap out of it, you weirdo. As he just belts you around the face, he's like, he's not right in the head, but I don't think he's any kind of. I don't. I don't see him being a, a threat to us, but nonetheless, we should keep him under guard. As the guards kind of like come on either side of you, as Please. as he's like, I think we need to get this guy to a medica. We seriously think he might be cracked in the head. Look at the size of his head. It's fucking teeny tiny. He's got the smallest head I've ever seen. 
<laughs> this has gone well. I'd love, it if this, I'd love it if this little community has, like, amazing healthcare and, like, fantastic mental healthcare. Um, as um, they carry you through the middle of the street, the children are all kind of, like, behind, like, walking. They're all, mate, this is, like, amazing. Uh, this is like growing up in Buckinghamshire. Like, if there was a single foreigner, like anybody. I remember genuinely going to school, we met a Spanish person. And it was the most exciting and exotic thing we'd ever seen in our life. It's like someone from Spain had traveled like from a different dimension and we would all gather around him and we would, we asked him tons of stupid questions like where you come from, do they have chocolate biscuits? Um, (laughs) Which is what British people do. Um, so yeah, they, they take you deeper into the colony. As all of you are like watching from behind the crate, as you can see that he's been taken into the community. Um, Matt, you, you've been co-opted as you're sort of taken, uh, a bit deeper into a hut as you duck your way and you underneath in, you look around and you see a hut where there are various primitive kind of like jars full of different materials, bottles of of various salts and spices and uh, gelatinous-looking fluids. As you work out, you've probably been taken to the local doctor. Uh, you see a fish on a bed on his side with his kind of gills and guts hanging out, uh, who looks like he's had a bad time of it. As you see a wizened old fish... Uh, who's wearing a dried out squid for a hat um, behind you as he, um, you hear a voice saying, Oh my, what do we have here? What the living fuck are you? I need to, oh my God, I need to do some experiments on you. As the various fish, the, the, the mer people are like, you're a curiosity at this point as they basically like put you on a bed as they're sort of like prodding and poking um you're 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 getting all sorts of treatment every so often you can hear out further down the cave as you hear a voice saying you will leave me the bloody hell alone uh, as kato's obviously getting roughhoused around the place um but yeah you you're you currently find yourself uh co-opted into the medica uh, what are the rest of you doing whilst you see um, currently Belsia is the main focus of the, I mean, this, vi- we'll call it a village, a community of people. They're solely focused. <laughs> like if, um, imagine if um, David Beckham turned up in like a small village, like, I don't know, like some, like the whole village that people are just word is coming of the cretin with a small head and everyone <laughs> is sort of like, I like that allegory for David Beckham is just the cretin with the small head. The cretin with the small head who says bibbly bobbly bibbly bobbly bibbly. Yeah. Uh, like, can I currently see the priest? Yeah, you can. You can still see the priest down, and he's fairly. He's fairly hard to miss. He's got a giant fucking like staff with a bronze fish on the top of it. Where, like, is he near the? Is he near the pond? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Priest is still near the pond. You uh, you see him. He's got like an altar as he's taken the drowned body and he's currently gutting and filleting it. As you look around the drowning pool, you see some of the heads of the various creatures are humanoid in shape. They've clearly drowned more than a few humans. I'm not saying it's like the Predator's trophy skull case with all the different beings, but it's heading in that realm. Someone, someone's been watching the Prey trailer. I love uh, that trailer. It looks really good. Um, can I... 
So the you said that we could hear Kato's voice from further down in the cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there? Can I now see from our kind of vantage point? Is there a way that I could um, get around the crowd of people in this in this main part of the cave to to go deeper into where Kato is? Yeah, you could do. I mean, it's it's in a natural dell. Uh, there is a sort of raised part all the way round. Um, there are people traveling. If you sort of imagine a bit like uh, amphitheater or something like that that goes down, so a lot of the kind of community is in the bottom, almost like the bottom of a valley, like a like a concave kind of uh, structure. So you could walk around the outside and come down. You don't necessarily all have to. It's not a. It's not like necessarily one way in, one way out. You could you make your way down various ways. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I might. I'm gonna there, are, there are more people waddling around up there. I mean, not many. Most of them are down in the... It's in the... almost like you need a distraction. I, yeah, because I'm thinking Belsia's already a pretty good distraction. I might try and take Barbara and wend into where Cato is and try and free him. And then with us two on that side and the rest of the, rest of the party on this side, we've got a fairly good like vantage, I guess, like attacking from two sides, I guess. Sure. Well, I'm with you. Yeah. Right, once okay. I've got once I've got Kato out. Um Okay. Um yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the probably the way to go. Well my way involves cross bro bowing a priest, so I That'll mean, happen anyway. Don't, yeah. don't worry. Um yeah. I was I was going for the long bo- um the slow I guess it's a quick burn actually, not a slow one. Crossbowing the priest, saving his life, becoming sent from God, take them over. I was trying to go, one injury. Oh, oh, you've been here with a crossbow. Oh, I'm here to, I've been sent by your master. Ah, your priest has been, like your that. priest has been injured. I must heal him. Fine. Exactly. From bibbledy-bobbledy-boop, whatever the god's called. Um, yeah. Downside is they wouldn't understand what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe I'll have to follow yours, sadly. Haven't you basically just reverse-engineered colonialism? Sky, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not bringing the smallpox blanket. I'm bringing a... <laughs> the smallpox blanket? I, I'm bringing Jeez, instead God. the crossbow to the, you know, yeah. arm and then saving it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not here to, to cast aspersions really on my uh, tactics. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's dodgy. But, you know, it's all dodgy. I'm dealing with mer people. Don't judge me, you know. It's, it's fine. You're dealing with Irish mer people. Exactly. So I'm sticking with Tati. Me and him, we'll double team this real quick. We'll get the crowd yeah, out. Me and, um, We're getting some cheese. Let's go. Me and Barbara will um, will uh, stealth our way to where Cato is. And I'd say to the others before I leave, I just say uh, the signal is you'll 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 know it when you you'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> Hanash, what what are Hanash and more doing as they've been left to their own devices behind the crates? Hanash is Hanash is getting bored. He's ready to all this all this talking and not enough not enough swinging. Well, uh, Hanash, Hanash is probably Hanash snacking can... on the squid. Hanash yeah. will eat anything aquatic. Eating a bit of squid and maybe doing a poo. Yeah, yeah, that's great. He's probably smearing himself up like predator style, just with like fecal bands, um, <laughs> which fecal camouflage. Uh, whereas Maud is is. God knows what Maud's currently very, very pensive about the goat. She didn't realize that she had such uh, separation anxiety already with Marvin, um, which, I mean, we could pan back to the two doggers looking after a goat, but yeah, best, best not. 
that's Patreon kind of content. We'll do that in yeah. a separate spin-off yeah. one shot. Um, right, Maybe yeah. So, to see what happens when we have to roll Marvin's constitution save and throw. So we, we're keeping this on the down low at the moment. We're going by stealth because there are... I mean, if you if you start a war off here, there are, there are about fifty fucking NPCs, and it's going to. Well, not to say we can't do it, but it's going to turn into an absolute lunacy of a bloodbath. Uh, right, so you're making your way around the upper rim of the community. Both of you, make me a stealth check. Um, I got a natural twenty, and uh, Barbara got a eleven. And I got a very impressive three. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, as you uh, make your way round the rim of things, Barbara is not an underground cave kind of creature. And there's a certain degree of... Um, she's well out of her comfort zone. And, you know, she she's a creature who stalks through the woods and across the plains and caves and wet and dankness is not her thing, but she's doing her very best to, to, to hunt and stalk with you. Whereas Aristobulus uh, coming up the rear, ahead of you, you see various scant numbers, much fewer numbers than down in the community, but you do see the odd mare person kind of waddling and wandering around. As Tati, you hear a a gasp and a, a low-level scream behind you. As you turn around, Aristobulus, you felt something weird and a scratching sensation in your crotch. As you look down in the front of your robes, you open them up. You realize that a leech is attached to the side of your genitals and is currently sucking blood. While swimming through the cave, you've picked up a leech, which is mm-hmm. currently uh, attached, sucking blood out of your genitals. Okay, I'm going to remain calm. <laughs> Not the first or last blood-sucking item on my crotch, so I'm going to I'm going to remain calm. Um, your, your genitals have gone a pallid shade of grey. Okay, that, that's is. concerning. Took reasons to worry. I'm going to go with the classic flick it motion. You know, ping. Just try and flick it off. Um, I'm aware that the natural disadvantage of flicking myself in the groin isn't isn't great, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with the <laughs> flick motion. Okay. Uh, there's a bit of a kerfuffle behind you, Tatty. As much as you've been, um, as much as you've been trying to keep it quiet, you now see a man wrestling with his own crotch. Uh, right, make me a nature check, Aristobulus. <laughs> Deja vu. I feel like we've done this before. Ten. You flick, tap, squeeze, twist, like choke. You try everything. That that leech isn't coming off. And you notice the more pallid and limp your member gets, the more engorged. Uh, the the can I, have, um, can I have a second go? Absolutely, you're starting to get a little bit lightheaded. Uh, I'm thinking a fantasy leech. Um, so, right, so like leeches hate salt, right? Now I I don't have salt in my vestments. I, not that I, I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff, but I don't have. I've got. <gasps> mm. Tati, what are you doing as you watch a man like? I can, a- see, I can see this, right? Can I? Yeah. Can I? Watch a man double down with his loin out as he's like punching, <laughs> twisting, gripping, turning, have, twisting, nipping. Right. In which case, if you're just stood there watching, I'm going to give you a fifty-fifty 
guess at what's happening. I'm going to give you an option, and you give me the best one. I'm going to. I'm As he does the international, like like a man trying to land a plane, he's trying to point to his crotch to you. Crotch, crotch chopping, yeah. as you know, yeah. the international crotch chop. As I'm showing you what's happening, and I'm I'm, I'm rummaging through my uh, itinerary, and I pick out two, only two things I think are useful. One is the small packet of mysterious pink powder, which has had strange effects on people in the past. I believe it knocked me out for like a whole episode once. And then it tends to, you know, send people into hallucinogenic states. So it's not salt, is it? But it it might work. Um, And my other option is, it's not a mace. (laughs) My other option would be a flask of fairy shit. So my thinking is I'm just going to, I'm just going to wander over with a dagger and just, uh, mm. grab, grab, grab the back end of the leech and and, and slice it in half. A friend indeed. Like never has one man laid down his life for another more beautifully than right. So gnome, you're. By the way, I'm putting this out there only as a narrative thing, not as a genuine thing. One of your daggers is a dagger of cinder and ash. Can you be very careful not to like? <laughs> Make me a eunuch. That doesn't. That that one doesn't activate un- unless I throw it. Okay, I'm not, good, 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 I'm not good, good, using good. that one. I'm using my regular dagger. How much damage does the dagger of Cinder and Ash do? What if I yeah. set up a fucking fireball? Yeah, eight d six. Yeah, don't do that to the priest. Like, <laughs> right. Choke. So, can you? Well, it, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, at the moment, it's it's looking it's looking like a very pallid worm your your genitals it's 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 devoid of all kinds of fluid and life uh whereas the um the the um the leech is looking is having the time of its life right tatty as you scuttle over very quietly trying to calm aristobulus down there's a nice sort of like rhythm and trust between you as you slip one of your very very sharp daggers out do the international charade sign for can you hold your crotch out of the way, please, as you go in looking at the problem. At this point, Barbara's not coming any closer. Like, she's got boundaries. She comes so close, sees what's going on. She turns her back on you in disgust. Uh, I'm going to need you to make me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage because you're staring at... A dick. A grey, flaccid noodle with a pulsating leech on the side of it. Okay. Uh, that is a natural 15 for a 22. On disadvantage? Disadvantage. The, the, the top one was a natural 19. Um, so, a little bit. Have you ever been to a Turkish barber's where they've given you a wet shave and you are fucking terrified but it's the greatest experience ever. It's a little bit like that. The sudden rush of the gnome who gets up in there with his equipment and you feel a sudden sharp scraping as um, good news and bad news. Good news. You no longer have a leech. The gnome is holding onto, a le- onto the leech as this sort of bulbous pulsating sack of blood. Bad news. One half of your ball sack is now shaved. So you've oh. got a kind of like the, the dagger is like... It's a little bit of a semi-Brazilian, you know. It's yeah, a you, you've, got, you've got like a, a semi-Brazilian. As uh, Tati, you're now holding the kind of engorged, bloated sack of blood. Uh, I drop it on the ground and stamp on it. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. As there's like a cockblood. Like a little like a little wet splooshing noise. Uh, I know that look in your eyes. I'm not adding this to the fucking menagerie of animals that we're carrying around. Leech <laughs> filled of cock. Aristobulus's second cock. That's that's fucking hideous. All I'm saying as well is, I'm pretty sure from my knowledge of Indiana Jones and James Bond that flames also get leeches off. But you decided to do minor genital surgery, and I respect you for that. What do you want Um, me to do? Set a fire on his pubes? (laughs) I don't know. There's there's today's episode title. (laughs) You want me to do set your pubes on fire? Genital leeches. Oh, Um, that also good. I love that band. Uh, right. Now that you've, you've de-escalated the situation, what are you doing? Crack um, on. I guess, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point further down into the cave and say me and, me and Barbara will head, head further on in there. Um, Aristobulus, if you take Hanash and um, Hanash, Maud, um, and that's okay. all that's left, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, Hyde somewhere close to the to the other side of the community um then we'll we'll start this thing off okay so you've just done genital surgery on him to send him back as you as you send him back uh shaken but not stirred you go back to the prone forms of Hanash and Maud as you attempt to explain to Hanash and Maud exactly what has happened in, in whispered tones as Maud just stares at you in disgust and shakes her head. Tatty, you and Lady make your way deeper into um, the dell that is where the community is as you make your way to the back of a hut. Um, I need you to make me a perception check. Uh, do you want me to make a separate one for Barbara? You, you can do it with advantage if you want. If you can communicate with it, like yeah. Um, ooh, two seventeens for a twenty-five. You can hear the voice of Cato as you sneak in and out around various paraphernalia, hiding low to the ground. You move stealthily round the back of um, huts made of wind-swept uh, logs and 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 flotsam and jetsam and stuff like that. You make your way around the back of various crates, barrels, and fishing nets as finally you zero in on the noise of Cato's voice as it is coming from um, what appears to be, as you make your way into the entrance to it, you see various um, uh, wax tablets and scribes and various glyphs written on the wall in large letters. As you look around, you realise you must be in what it goes for the equivalent of the local school as you see at the front now uh, a teacher holding Cato upside down in front of a ring of small hatchlings who are all sitting on a small rug that appears to have been like made out of dried seaweed. As you hear the you hear the guttural noise of the teacher, the awes of the children, the the clamour and excitement, and you just hear Cato saying, "You will put me down right now, you motherfucker! I am not some kind of bauble to be displayed." At whimsy, and that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. So, yes, you've managed to ingratiate yourself into a community. Not ingratiate. You've managed to sneak your way into a community of mer people. Matt is currently in a medica, and people think he's insane. Uh, 
and Tati is currently on some sort of black ops operation to return a crow. And you've worked out that as a community of people, they seem to be, you know, interesting enough, but clearly some of their religious practices leave a lot to be desired. But they're a self-sustaining community of mer people for sure. Mm. So we will find out what happens. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. And somehow in all of that, you've got to rescue Kato, get Matt out of there, and work out somewhere in all of this is the Emmental. Well, we fucking hope it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like wow. it. This is, this is the biggest challenge. This is like, where's Wally? There's just shit everywhere, and you've got to discern. So where's Wally, the biggest challenge? It's huge. <laughs> it's, it's like expert-level Sudoku to me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe we passed up the chance to add a, a leech full of cock blood to our party. Uh, I, yeah. I genuinely love the idea of like a wizened old doctor looking at a shriveled headed like merman just like <laughs> in absolute disgust as this wizened little guy is like blibbity 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 blibbity. Wait until, you know, you, you take the hat off. He's going to fucking shit. It's going to be great. This is going to be brilliant. I genuinely can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be the absolute pit. Bell's just going to be like, surprise! surprise. <laughs> I'm a dragon. He <laughs> himself as a salesperson, pulls out a briefcase and starts trying to sell rope or some That's shit. Hey there, pod. It is just me again. We hope you've enjoyed yourself this week. Once again, we are so sorry for the rough and ready nature of this week's podcast. All things the same, we should be back to our usual impeccable selves next week. Thanks so much for swinging by again. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of thumb-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now then, assuming you've made it this far, we say this every week, but why not consider hitting that subscribe button and you never have to miss another episode again. But yet, you could give us a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts from, and that will help spread the word of our misdeeds far and wide. Also, if you fancy supporting the pod by wearing our goods around town, you could do worse than getting your sweet ass into our merch store, which you can find on our website at adventurers-anonymous.com. If you go there, you can find all sorts of branded goodies, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, half-orc underwear for those who need a girthier girdle. You name it, we got it. And if we haven't got it... Why not hit us a message up and and we'll probably find it for you. Thanks for all your support, both through the shop and via your feedback online. We really do read it all and it is greatly appreciated. As ever, we can be found all across the socials. We are on Twitter at AdventurersANO1. You can also find us on Instagram, where you can find all sorts of pictures of us out in the wild having fun. But we're also just about to upload some artwork of Belsiart. Keep your eyes peeled for that. So. That just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Matt, Lewis, and myself. With any luck, we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.